The information presented today is for informational purposes only and reflects the views and opinions of myself, Tim Pichot, and are subject to change at any time. Everyone has different financial circumstances, life goals, risk tolerances, and levels of understandings on financial markets, especially when it comes to cryptocurrencies. Do your own research and please talk with your financial professional before investing. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of total principal. If you'd like a complimentary consultation with myself or one of my associates, please see the link below or head to thelibertyadvisor.com to learn more. And now let's get started with the show. Hey everybody, it's Tim and Yoshi. Yoshi, come on, say, say hi to the camera. Anyways, I uh, first off want to apologize that the last episode, our uh, last two episodes, are really one episode that I split into two, that the audio was definitely subpar, uh, to say the least. There was uh, this clicking sound that came from the shotgun mic setup, and uh, you know I'm still sort of new at doing the doing the walk and talks, and I've used different setups on multiple times, seeing what works, what doesn't work. So anyways, this is like a $600 mic with wireless receiver and wireless, you know, everything. So, you know, this, you know, it's not for lack of effort or money if uh, the audio sucks in this, but of course, it's a little windy out today. So anyways, we'll see what's going on. But uh, anyways, I'm, I'm not even really sure where to start right now. We've got my fa my favorite blog, uh, Zero Hedge, which actually it's funny that the uh, birth, the, the first ever blog uh, from Zero Hedge was January 9th, 2009. And the first Bitcoin transaction was uh, January 9th, 2009 as well. I mean, I think that that actually is a coincidence. But anyways, uh, the U.S. intelligence officials have now labeled Zero Hedge as Russian propaganda. So I don't know, maybe that's a story we could lead with. Or we've got, you know, Biden giving out uh, crack pipes to poor black people. Um, and, and actually, I did tell that to one of my neighbors. Uh, who is really on board with everything I say. And he's like, eh, I know you talk about a lot of crazy stuff, Tim, but you know, this one, uh, I'm gonna call BS on this one. So it's funny, it's actually not BS. $30 million program for that. We've got uh, Klaus Schwab admits he's penetrated uh, all the governments, not all the governments, but many governments. And uh, we've got the deputy crime minister out of Canada relishes the fact that they have not captured crowdfunding and digital currencies. Actually, I haven't been up here in a while. It's sort of amazing how uh, how much this area has really has been uh, has been built up. But anyways, I think what we'll first do is actually go to a clip from Doug Ford, the uh, I believe he's the Crime Minister of Ontario, and see what he has to say about the lockdowns and where they're uh, at. With thank it. you. I wanted to ask about the proof of vaccination certificates as well. Um, it seems like a lot of businesses are kind of caught in a in a weird dilemma because you've given them the ability to continue on with the proof of vaccination certificates if they choose to. So. Uh, for a business owner, if they remove the proof of vaccination, they may lose business because people might feel unsure, uncertain about you know dining in a restaurant with unvaccinated people. However, though, they they may also face targeted harassment if they keep up with the proof of vaccination. What's what's your suggestion for what a business owner in that situation should do? I think I think the market's going to dictate. You know, you, you can go to you can go to Costco, you can go to Walmart, you can go shopping. You know, you don't know if the person has a shot beside you or not, but we also know that it doesn't matter if you have one shot or 10 shots, you can catch COVID. See, the prime minister has triple shots, and I, I know hundreds of people with three shots that caught COVID. We just have to be careful. We've got to always make sure we wash our hands and, and move forward. But 
Colin, we can't stay in this position forever. We gotta learn to live with this and get on with our lives. I bet if I asked every single person in this room, do you want these damn masks or do you want them off? They want them off. They want to get back to normal. They want to be able to go for dinner with their families. And there's every single person, including myself, knows people that are unvaccinated. You know, sure, there's there's the rebel rousers, and then there's just hardworking people that just don't believe in it. And, and that's their choice. This is about, again, a democracy and freedoms and liberties. And I, I hate, as a government, telling anyone what to do. We just got to get moving forward and, and get out of this and protect the jobs. You know, we're, I think a lot of people call them, probably yourself too, everyone's done with us. Like, we are done with it. Let's let's start moving on and cautiously and, you know, we, we've, we've followed the rules, all of us, like 90% of us, for, for over two years. The world's done with it. So, let's just move forward. Now, apparently someone that didn't get the memo on trying to back off the tyranny would be the deputy crime minister out of, uh, of the finance out of Canada or Kanekistan or Truckstan now, I guess, as it's called. And actually, I can hear what sounds like a pack of coyotes uh, off in the distance. Well, it actually doesn't even seem like it's too far in the distance. Sounds like it might be like a couple hundred yards away. So, might get interesting. Uh, you know, we're in the wild west out here, so who knows? But anyways, this, uh, I don't even know her name because I saw the video a couple days ago, but in essence, she is going and saying that we have yet to capture things like, uh, you know, GoFundMe and give, or I guess they have captured that one, but it was uh, Go Get Funding or whatever it's called, uh, and digital currencies. And they do relish the fact that they have certain mechanisms that are not underneath their tutelage, not underneath their control. And it's just driving them absolutely nuts because they have penetrated the government at all levels. So we're gonna cut to this clip right now. And this is, I think her name is Christine something, and she just keeps going on and on and on about, uh, you know, different measures they're going to have, or they're going to start taking Canadians, uh, at least the protesters, uh, they can start taking bank accounts, they can start, you know, getting rid of your insurance, they can start, I mean, all sorts of things. Anyways, I don't want to, you know, rehash everything that's in the video, but anyways, we'll go check that out right now. We are announcing the following immediate actions. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Our banks and financial institutions are already obligated to report to the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Centre of Canada, or FinTrack. As of today, all crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use must register with FinTrack and they must report large and suspicious transactions to FinTrack. So now I think it's really sort of important to play these two clips back to back. A lot of you, if you've been following me for any length of period, are probably aware of who Klaus Schwab is. For those of you who don't, Klaus Schwab is the James Bond supervillain who is the head of World Economic Forum, head of Davos. 
uh, wrote the book on COVID-19, The Great Reset, sort of one of the main guys that's really spearheading a lot of this tyranny. And, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, I mean, he's also now calling for a cyber pandemic that is going to seem like, make this current pandemic seem like a minor disturbance compared to what is coming. And of course, now that my audio hopefully sounds better, we've got, you know, tons of wind again. So I'll try to, you know, shelter over here. But anyways, let's go to this Klaus Schwab clip and then we'll come right back. When you brought the Young Global Leaders Program here for executive education and the Schwab Fellows, but there are two countries in the world now in which the Young Global Leaders have emerged. Tell us just a bit about that in, in terms of the governance. Yes, um, actually, this um, notion to integrate young leaders uh, <coughs> is part of the World Economic Forum since many years. And I have to say, um, when I mention now names like Mrs. Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, um, President of, Pres of uh, Argentina and so on, that we penetrate the cabinets. So yesterday I was at a, at a reception for Prime Minister Trudeau and I know that half of this cabinet or even more half of, uh, half of this cabinet are for our actually young global leaders of the world economy right. form. And that's true in Argentina too. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's true in Argentina as well. It's true in Argentina and uh, it's true in France now. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the president, with a young global leader, but. I mean, there you go. I mean, they, he is there bragging on camera about how they've penetrated all these different governments and all these different cabinets and they've got over half the cabinet and, and, the, and the half they don't get have. It's not like they've got like extreme opposition. These are just people that, you know, probably didn't suck up enough to get into the main club who, would probably be, you know, more than happy to have been invited there and probably, you know, would love to be invited there. It's just so it's not like, you know, we've got these two, it's not like, okay, half of it's uh, Klaus Schwab's minions and the other half are, you know, like Ron Paul freedom fighters. I mean, it's just ridiculous that, you know, in essence, he, and I gotta give it to this guy, he has captured the governments, he can brag on camera about capturing the governments and nobody gives a shit and most people, don't even know his name. I mean, I would venture to say that most people out there have asked the average random person on the street, I mean, even asked, asked like the random, you know, Trump, Republican, America type guy, and they won't know who Klaus Schwab is. And, you know, it's really, you know, the people perish for the lack of knowledge, and I can't think of, uh, you know, a better example of that than people that just don't even know who Klaus Schwab is. Speaking of highlighting examples, I mean, I really can't think of a better use case for cryptocurrency than what's going on in Canada right now, where they're shutting down people's bank accounts, talking about shutting down people's bank accounts. I mean, obviously, at some point over here, we're going to have a central bank digital currency. You know, obviously, it's a point that's been belabored a lot on this channel, probably more so than pretty much any other channel. It's been one of the main things I've been complaining about since 
before I even knew about Bitcoin, essentially. And, and I had read the book Creature from Jekyll Island right around the time uh, Bitcoin was probably like 50 cents. So, uh, you know, I cost myself a lot of money by, you know, thinking, overthinking this one too much. But, you know, they're going to use blockchain technology to enslave us. Everyone's going to be on the grid. And this is just a preview of what's coming. I mean, they're, they're calling these people, uh, you know, terrorists, uh, white supremacists. I mean, every ist out there, uh, you know, something, again, we've covered, you know, quite a bit. And it's just, and, and now they're trying to say, you know, things like Zero Hedge are Russian propaganda. And I'll also, you know, sort of blame Zero Hedge for one, another reason I didn't get into crypto early on because I was, you know, watching Peter Schiff podcast or listening to it and also was, you know, reading uh, Zero Hedge pretty much every single day. It's, it's like the main thing that I really enjoy reading because it's like the perfect blend of conspiracies and financial news and contrarian financial news and all the things that I'm really into. So, you know, for them to now, and, and really one of the genesis of me making a fake news list back in, uh, you know, pretty much the first day that term uh, was in existence was this professor, Melissa Zimdars out of New Hampshire. And she said that basically people that read, you know, Zero Hedge and Infowars, and there's a whole, you know, laundry list of things and lots of things I don't read, but she said that we're fake news. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. I'm like, you guys are the fake news and just projecting that term onto us. So I made a fake news list. And you know, a big part of that was I was pissed off they put zero hedge on that list. And now we have, and then it's funny because I actually tagged that list. I tagged you know, a few things because this is back when, uh, you know, before Facebook really started clamping down and when I first started launching a page. And so I had actually tagged, hold on, Yoshi's just making sure he doesn't get, go over to the basketball courts over here. But you know, I had tagged only a few people on that and one of them accounts is I, I tagged Infowars and obviously we see what happened to Infowars and how they were shut down everywhere. And that was really such a canary in the coal mine for what was coming. I also tagged uh, Zero Hedge, you know, then they got, you know, shut down several times, kicked off Twitter, let back on, you know, heavily shadow banned and uh, I believe demonetized and attacked. Uh, then I think I also tagged Roger Stone. Uh, we see, you know, how the system came after him big time. Uh, I think I tagged Freedoms Phoenix because I did a lot of work with them. And I believe, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center has come after them and tried saying that their site, you know, supports, you know, right wing, you know, extremism and all sorts of stuff. And, um, and I think I also may have tagged Owen Schroyer in there too. And, uh, and yeah, and then January 6th, he's got wrapped up in that, even though he did nothing. So uh, I had a pretty impeccable <laughs> record of tagging people that would later get screwed by this government. But it all brings back around the point that, you know, right now they're weaponizing information against us. They're saying that we're the ones who are here promoting misinformation. Uh, and it's a scary time when you know they're trying to talk about taking away people's bank accounts and doing all these you know late stage authoritarian moves that they're doing right now i mean it's you know obviously they're not just going to stop with this and you know i've seen a little baseball field over here that i actually haven't been to before and i think this would be not sure how to get into this uh yeah maybe we won't go over the issue who knows we'll see if we can get into there but you know this all just highlights the need for for crypto because they cannot shut down me sending money to you or these digits going over there and the game theory is built such that okay well if the government's ban it uh you know what what does that look like okay uh or the government's you know they they ban it and they, they ban lots of things and you know the price of lots of things have then gone up after they've banned it so not sure if that's really going to work there's decentralized exchanges okay they 
try to attack it or hack it. I mean, the only way you could really do that is you, you need to have 51% of the mining power. And so they'd have to somehow, the government that fucks everything up, would have to acquire 51% of all the mining power. And let's say they, they do that, they're successful. Uh, and then they start launching these attacks on Bitcoin and start unwinding transactions and basically screw up the whole network. Well then, at that point, you know, the code can be forked at any point and we'll say, okay, this is the point where everything got effed up and we're just gonna fork off into this one. And guess what? You guys have spent billions of dollars or maybe by then it would be trillions of dollars and you accomplished nothing because, you know, the, the game theory, just like when there was a Bitcoin civil war between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, uh, you know, I was more sympathetic to what was going on with Bitcoin Cash. Uh, however, now from, you know, unfortunately they, they lost out and to the Victor goal, you know, gains all the spoils on that one. But, uh, you know, essentially, you know, the, the market decided and mainly because people just really didn't know like the inside baseball, what's going on. And unfortunately, a lot of people in crypto are not really in it for, um, the philosophical reasons are in it to make a bunch of money or they heard people made a bunch of money. And so the thing is like, even if they were successful in this attack, uh, the, the code can then fork off and then the government in that, that case could fork off and they would just have spent a bunch of money and accomplished nothing. And it really just incentivizes people to be good actors. Like they would be better spent, you know, being a good actor in the system and mining and getting all the transaction fees, which they can then gleam tons of data from whether they win the transaction or not. I mean, there's lots of data that can be gleaned from, um, you know, essentially winning these various, uh, or not even winning it, but just by you know being on a public blockchain, which is why you know I've talked about the need for privacy coins. And, and this is not financial advice. Do your own homework. Do your own homework on Bitcoin. Do your home, own homework on every single thing I've been talking about. Don't trust anyone. Which is why I was always against the QAnon movement, is because anytime someone comes out and says, you know, oh, this is how it has to be, and trust me, and trust this, and, and you know what? I feel like I am very advanced on a lot of these issues. Uh, you know, not to, you know, have a gigantic ego, but, you know, I'd say I'm like a level 10 Jedi master on some of this stuff and have been way ahead of people on some of the stuff. So it is very disheartening to see, um, you know, just knowing that we have so many of these solutions, but yet, you know, people for whatever reason have just been lulled into this uh, state of, you know, thinking that, oh, we're just gonna vote for this guy and this person's gonna fix it, or, oh, we're just gonna do this. And, uh, you know, oh, we just need to get to midterms, or, oh, we just need to get Trump in there, or, oh, we just need to stop Hillary, or, oh, this puppet or that puppet. And, you know, we're always in this mode of constantly being on the defense, but as someone who has spent a lot of time researching all of this stuff, it's just really just, you know, it's really, really disheartening knowing that I feel like I do have a lot of the answers and do have a lot of solutions, which doesn't mean I have all the answers or all the solutions. But, you know, I'm trying to at least tell you guys the truth, which, uh, you know, I guess is why, you know, Joe Rogan is so popular is that at least he's trying to tell people the truth, you know, compared to someone like CNN. And Yoshi actually did just uh, take a little crap over here. So maybe that was like the perfect segue into CNN. So, you know, we don't need to go show it. But anyways, we all know what CNN really is and what they stand for. Ah, oh, so where were we? I know Yoshi just went to the bathroom, so lost my train of thought, but you know, we have the answer to so many things and really blockchain can be, you know, I've mentioned this numerous times, it can, like a gun can be used to save you or kill you. Uh, blockchain can be used to enslave you or free you. And so, you know, really the use case for me started back in 2016 when I got shadow banned off uh, Facebook for said fake news list that I had mentioned before. 
you know, talked this many times, going from 1,200 new subscribers a day to negative five for five, negative five to ten a day for five years straight. I uh, couldn't tag myself, couldn't promote myself, couldn't made it so that way, you know, 0.0001% of people would actually be reached, let alone like actually, you know, look at the information. And so, you know, I got kneecapped early on and I was like, you know what, I don't really want to spend time building up on platforms, YouTube included, uh, especially because if they can just flip a switch and do what they did to me to everybody else or uh, which now it was coming and pe a lot of Republicans, a lot of Trump people basically like, oh, well, no, you just want to get likes and this and that and Trump, America, 5D chess and and guess what? I mean, if a lot of those Trump, America people would have listened to me five fucking years ago, uh, maybe the president would have gotten banned from Twitter. Maybe he would have done things to promote alternatives like, you know, Gab or, you know, lots of other alternatives that were out there. A lot of them have come and gone. And, you know, by him granting all these interviews to you know, uh, you know, all the mainstream establishment journalists and all the mainstream establishment people who are out there who did nothing to help him out. I mean, he should have been just, you know, talking to alternative media. He should have proactively gotten off Twitter. He should have, or while he's on Twitter, should have been promoting other things. But, you know, he was the one that was, that cared about likes and people, uh, you know, adoring him and, you know, how many this or that or retweets he's getting. Uh, so it wasn't me, little old me, but it wasn't about me. It was about the fact that if they can do this to me, they can do it to anybody. And, and obviously if they can do it to me, they're going to be doing it to everybody because if they can, they will, and they are. And that's, you know, the MO of governments uh, always. I mean, if they can do it, they are gonna do it, which is why I knew they were gonna rig the election that I didn't care about, but I knew they are gonna rig it because they could rig it and they didn't rig it in as much as they could have in 2016 because they thought Hillary was gonna win no matter what. And so if you're part of the deep state, you're not gonna risk felonies to rig an election for something that's already in their minds a done deal. And again, that point was made on camera numerous times before the 2020 uh, selection. <clears throat> and yeah, I said selection, not election. Now, I mean, when it comes to solutions, like basically everything has been turned upside down. I mean, we've got people, you know, a huge amount of people that are on food stamps. I mean, instead of having food stamps, like why doesn't the government encourage like different types of community gardens? I'm out here in Phoenix and basically you're not even allowed to have orange trees. Well, I mean, HOAs is different, but most HOAs, you can have uh, orange trees and then any sort of citrus. And actually like even like the city, uh, I was told that basically anywhere above Bell Road back in the day used to be nothing but you know citrus trees everywhere and they've gotten rid of all of them. Uh, you, you won't see like any pretty much stray uh, citrus trees anywhere and so I mean it could should be where poor people should just be able to go up and pick an orange off a tree growing on the side of the road and you know help I mean obviously that's not going to you know meet all their needs but that's just like one microcosm of you know why don't they pour money into community gardens why don't they uh, pour money into teaching you know sustainable actual real sustainable type practices because it's it's not about being sustainable it's not about feeding people it's about controlling people so if you can get them you know to keep eating Oreos and Doritos and Mountain Dew and get them into a lower level uh, state of thinking then that's a, another easy way to control them and then you're also by them eating all this processed bullshit then you are also increasing the needs the likelihood that they're going to get sick and you know obviously if you're you know sitting around you know eating like shit uh, you're going to feel like shit and so they want people feeling like shit they want people you know not having the energy to you know uh, be out there fighting the system. They want people dumbed down to the school indoctrination system, uh, which, you know, kindergarten, I mean, that's, you know, German root words. That was, you know, the whole school system was based off this Prussian model of 
making everyone good little yes man, good little, uh, you know, basically obedient workers. And was and it wasn't about you know creative thinking. It wasn't about you know teaching people how to think. And it's sort of amazing with me growing up in uh, New York and going to a liberal arts school that I was able to. Uh, basically escape all the propaganda because you know I didn't care about being popular and and I wasn't and so and so you know would have, if I wanted to be popular I would just go go along to get along and believe in all the BS and believe in all the propaganda that's out there uh, but I mean even like something like energy I mean I'm out here in the desert and we hear a ton about you know going green and renewables but the thing is, I mean, what they want to do is they want to have all their, you know, green energy. They want to have it in some like centralized location that then, you know, travels 50 miles to you when, you know, the energy loss in transmission from the those lines is probably about 50%. And if you're going to do solar, I mean, it pretty much has to be like on top of your roof. Uh, as you can see, probably a lot of houses behind me have it on the roof right now. So if it's on the roof and then goes down in, you're, you're losing a lot less in the transmission. Uh, but then it's like you can't even do that over night i mean the amount of rare earth minerals you would need to do that i mean which you know you're essentially destroying the environment getting all these rare earth minerals which none of liberals seem to care about uh, you know you just can't flip the switch and just have everybody do it at once and then you know then the price would just skyrocket if you did you know enforce something and also like for all these liberals like nothing is stop or fake liberals like nothing is stopping them from moving out of new york city going somewhere in the desert and doing their own fucking solar like nothing is stopping them and so you know the answer to basically everything is decentralizing things as much as possible uh you know we're you know you know hopefully if there's anything else i mean that people are starting to wake up to this and people are starting to maybe realize this because it's so frustrating as being someone that talked about you know tech censorship in 2016 and talked about you know from some of the first podcasts i was talking about this stuff you know talking about you know interplanetary file sharing ipfs where it's information that you know can't be shut down because you have different nodes and blockchains and oh, not different blockchains but I mean, you could but you know you have information distributed in such a way uh sort of like the tor system where you know everyone has a little bit of the, of the information and then as more people are on the network the network actually gets faster so it's sort of like the opposite of a traditional website where the more people that go to it it ends up getting shut down uh you know i guess we did see that with like the super bowl and coinbase website was uh you know shut down as a result of being you know slammed but you know if that was on something like ipfs it would actually get faster and faster and faster you couldn't stop the the information there's no you know door for the bad guys to go kick in the government to kick in you know that's those are the bad guys to shut down the information and that really freaks them out and so you know this stuff should have been uh you know talked about by more people than just me and ernest hancock and lots of others i mean it should have been talked about by everybody but the problem is everyone's stuck in this fake left-right paradigm all day, and so they're, they're not really present. They're presented with basically two really shitty options that are both meant to, you know, keep you in this, you know, whole paradigm. And I was talking about the food earlier on, meant to make you sick. I mean, I, was it Thomas Jefferson or Benjamin Franklin that had the quote? Maybe it was even like a, I don't even know. It might have been like a, a, I don't know, Socrates, like let food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. And so when your food is a bunch of bullshit then obviously you're probably then got you know not feel well which then you know you're going to take a bunch of medicine and that's going to have side effects and then you have to take more medicine to then counteract that those side effects and it's just absolutely ridiculous um you know same thing goes with the water i mean we've got you know everything in there like the fluoride is in there it helps you know calcify your pineal gland 
because they don't want you spiritual. They don't want you to have a connection with the creator. Uh, they want you dumbed down. They want you uh, docile. And then even from like a money standpoint, I mean, why do they put fluoride in all the water when, I don't know the exact stat, I mean, it's probably like half of a percent of all the water that's out there actually gets consumed. You know, it's either on the lawns, especially out here in a place like Arizona, or it's in pools, or it's in your dishwasher, or it's in your, you know, laundry machine, or it's, you know, washing your car. You know, very little water actually goes down your throat. Uh, and so their whole thing is, oh, you know, poor people can't afford fluoride. I mean, you think the government gives a fuck about poor people? I mean, I mean, if you think the government gives, you know, cares about poor people, uh, you've got a lot to learn, and you should probably go get like another booster shot because at this stage of the game, we really don't need you playing playing here anymore. If you haven't figured out the fact that the government could give a rat's ass about poor people, they, they really give a rat's ass about anybody but themselves. And so that's another reason people are like into the system is they think that oh, if I just you know go along to get along or if I you know help enable the system then I'll be saved when in actuality you won't be saved and um, and a lot of like the power elite will you know, probably have less respect for you know someone like that than they would somebody like us uh, certainly and you know and, and at the end of the day it's all about you know keeping people in this you know fear-driven state helpless and I did make sort of like segue off like the other day I made an Instagram post where basically I was stating that it, Essentially, if you're some sort of healthcare worker, or not, or not healthcare worker, if you're a health minister or health czar, uh, you know, I think you should have to give uh, press conferences in like a bathing suit. And then, you know, if you're, you know, fat and ghoulish and looking sickly and portly, uh, then I think it'd be a clear indication that nobody should take you seriously if you are giving health advice and you don't look good. And so I posted a picture with uh, on Instagram where it was me with my shirt off, uh, wearing uh, all my Ironman medals. So I've never done that. Like I've literally, I don't think I've had a single picture on there with my shirt off. And I've actually have never had a single picture with even the medals on. And the first one I did was 12 years ago. So it's not like I'm, you know, out here bragging about every workout cause I'm barely, you know, it's been 12 years. So if I really wanted to, you know, flex in that, it's something I could have done, uh, you know, 12 years ago. And so another, you know, truther comes out and starts attacking me and starts saying, you know, I'm bragging way too much. And, you know, how dare I post something like this on Instagram. And, you know, it's just like, I'm trying to, the, the, the point was, you know, maybe some girls would look at that and then read the whole thing I wrote, which was talking about the statement I just made. Also, then I was then uh, slipping in CBDCs into there as well, because at the end of the day, I mean, we're talking about like all this tyrannical stuff and like, and this guy's just mad that I have a picture of my shirt off, uh, that I'm not presenting the information. And meanwhile, he's, you know, doesn't have the balls to actually uh, you know, post any pictures of himself, has a fake name, but he's got a podcast and, uh, you know, that talks about all these issues and I'm not doing it right. So, you know, you know, fuck you to whoever that is on the fake name, because, you know, you're not going to stop me. Maybe I'll, you know, post even more pictures. But the point is, you know, someone like me that, you know, has spent pretty much his whole life, uh, you know, working out to some extent, I mean, pretty much from second grade playing playing soccer and then uh, playing lacrosse and then, you know, swimming and swimming collegiately and playing water polo collegiately and then doing Ironman for, t for 10 years and, uh, you know, then playing tennis for two after that and then, you know, working out a little bit now and just started lifting two months ago. Uh, you know, I'm feeling good. And the thing is, like, for 
and, it's, and he's like, oh, it's, you know, you shouldn't be bragging about your body. Well, the point is, whatever I've done for my body, I do think I look pretty good. Uh, my cardio is like 10 times more impressive than you know any physical appearance and then my mental acuity is about 10 times more impressive than that so uh you know i would gladly i mean not with this guy because he's nobody so i wouldn't really uh you know i don't want to give anybody a platform not that i have a huge platform or anything but the point is like they're trying to now say people like me uh we need to pay more and pay an extra tax in order to you know, because we're not vaxxed and we didn't get the shot. When I've been paying, you know what my extra taxes? My extra taxes, I've been paying a fuckload of money to eat organic. Uh, my extra taxes, I've been spending, you know, tons of money doing triathlons for 10 years. Uh, you know, thousands of hours of, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of working out. And yet now I'm the one that needs to, you know, pay more in taxes for my fair share because, uh, you know, I'm not doing my part when, you know what, if everyone did, you know, 10% of the amount I've fucking done, uh, you know, we wouldn't be in this situation. I mean, I mean, even like two months ago, I just randomly did a triathlon and got into uh, top 10% and won the swim overall out of like almost 500 people in the race. So, you know what, I'd say at 36 years old, I'm still doing pretty fucking good. And the point of that is, is that someone like me up there, uh, you know, could be, and I'm not out here giving health advice, but the thing is, you've got all these people who, you know, have nowhere near the credentials of me out here giving health advice. And so my point is, you know, why don't you go up there, uh, you know, you know, go in a bathing suit. And then, you know, if you don't look like Adonis and you don't look like you uh, are in good shape, then you should probably shut up because you don't deserve to be telling anybody else what they should be doing about your health. And it's all well and good to you know, use blockchain to prevent tech censorship and to have immutable history that can't be uh, erased. But let's not forget that the biggest scam in this entire thing is the fact that our money is still privately owned by the Federal Reserve. And it's not even money, it's currency. And the only reason I even brought up the whole last story wasn't you know, to brag about what I was doing or anything. It's just, it was more the frustration of you know, someone who has spent a lot of time and money and energy on my own health and now you know i need to be treated like some sort of leper because i wasn't willing to get a shot and so it, it wasn't to be you know braggadocious it wasn't to be oh hey look at me i'm the best it's you know just showing the frustration of being someone out here that's been you know cognizant of this whole thing for a long time and doing a lot of uh you know proactive things for my own health and yet now uh you know we're treated as these second class citizens but you know with the currency I mean, our money is privately owned. So, you know, that is, and when the Fed gets it on a blockchain, they're going to take your money. The, everything that happened with Canada is literally a dry run. And they should have just, they should have just shut the fuck up and they should have just, you know, let the truckers do what they're going to do and back off as part of this whole, you know, game theory. And then, you know, not really played their hand, not really showed their cards because now it's not really in the speculation phase of things that might happen that you know people like us have been warning about like now we're actually like in the stage where it's actually happening and they haven't even fully rolled it out yet <sighs> and, and i know john and i did a video on um it was like project jasper which i believe was canada's projects so yeah canada's in there we already talked about how uh klaus schwab has penetrated all these uh you know all these governments from around the world and i would implore people to watch a video that john snyson did the, actually the only person i've ever seen bringing this up on on camera is he did go through 
the uh, basically Klaus Schwab's, I got the hiccups, I never had the hiccups. Klaus Schwab's, uh, probably because I didn't get the jab, so I, mean, I probably have COVID. I mean, that's, I mean, everyone knows if you have the hiccups, it's probably COVID. But, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab has this young world leaders school that he did mention in that one clip, and John went through, I mean, like a pretty exhaustive list of the uh, world leaders who have gone through that. And it's, you know, a lot of people that aren't super well known, like obviously like you wouldn't know who the deputy finance crime minister of, of Canada is off the top of your head. I don't even know her name now. It's like, I think it's Christine something. But the point is like they have infiltrated everywhere and they've gotten their people in place everywhere. And you know, this needs to be exposed. And so I would really recommend people would do watch that. And you know, now like even Google now is getting into the blockchain. Saw an article that was titled uh, something like, don't be Google. That was a play on don't be evil. And one thing I just found out recently is that, uh, so I mean, Google, I mean, I, I've known this for a long time. It was started by InQtel. Uh, it's either abbreviated uh, IQT or IN-TEL-TEL, oh, sorry, uh, IN-Q-TEL. Sorry, I feel like I'm about to sneeze. So I've got hiccups, sneezing, after I've been, you know, bragging about my health. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's not like I'm being struck down like that one comedian, which actually, you know, I did mean to bring that up like about two weeks ago, because I do, I do go to a lot of comedy shows out here in Phoenix. That one was down in, in Tempe, which, uh, you know, is a more uh, liberal area. It's actually amazing what, I didn't even mean to even make this segue, but, uh, you know, Tempe is down where ASU is. So ASU is going to be the more, obviously is going to be the big college. And so I, I'm skipping all around here, but and I really didn't make, mean to make this point, but it's kind of crazy that now this perfectly coincides. So the former uh, director of InQtel and one of the current board members is Michael Crow. And Michael Crow is the president of ASU. So, and they're the ones who, uh, InQtel are the ones who provided the, uh, the seed capital for Google. And they're also the CIA venture capital arm, which is not a conspiracy theory. It's not, um, you know, anything that's contested, it's on their own website. Anyone can go see it, anyone can go read that. So anyways, getting back to the comedian, I'm sure a lot of you probably have seen this now. Uh, we'll, we'll actually, we'll, we'll play it right now. Brag, I don't care, but I want you to know, double vaxxed, booster, flu shot, and I'm gonna be honest, I have the shingle shot too. And I still get my period, what? Yes! Traveled, went to Mexico twice, did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice, so nice. So there she is, I mean, talks about how Jesus loves her and then immediately gets struck down uh, two seconds later. I mean, it almost looks fake because it was just like so coincidental in the timing. Um, but man, I mean, if, if, if Irony uh, was a comedian, I mean, it would be that lady. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just, I think her name was Heather McDonald. I think that was her name. Uh, but anyways, don't be Google, don't be evil. We've got so many answers, so many solutions. Blockchain technology really can be the solution to so many 
of the world's problems, but really knowledge. I mean, the thing is we're running out of time and it's too late to have people get psyoped for another four fucking years into something like QAnon or, oh, we need to wait for this midterm or, oh, we need to wait for this puppet master. No, we don't. People need to start taking, and we're not talking about taking things in their hands of, you know, taking over governments or anything, but, you know, people need to start getting self-sufficient. They need to start learning about blockchain technology and to start gardening, start forming communities, getting ready because these psychopaths are not going to go away easy. They're not going to go, I mean, Hillary Clinton hasn't even gone away yet. I mean, they're, they always want more power. They're not going to give it up easily. And we could have like a controlled collapse of the monetary system and get into like a new and better system based off technology, off, uh, you know, technology and cryptocurrency and blockchain. But instead, they're going to go for broke. They were going to burn everything down, uh, metaphorically. They're going to start world wars, uh, you know, probably get human population down to, you know, half a billion people like they talk about in the Georgia Guidestones. And they're going to, you know, lay waste everything. So, you know, we have options. We can, you know, do, you know, a controlled demolition, uh, you know, like the Jeff Berwick and um, Charlie Robinson book, Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. But, you know, we, but they're not going to have a controlled demolition of the financial system. They're going to, uh, you know, go for broke to save everything. And at the end of the day, they're probably going to cause a massive hyperinflation eventually. I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow, but these things happen quick. I mean, everything is fine until the day it's not fine. The Federal Reserve still has its foot on the gas, still has the pedal on the metal, hasn't even stopped printing money yet. And if they were serious about inflation, they would have already ra risen rates and they would not be printing more money right now. It's actively going on. So, you know, that's the reason why all these you know, houses are being built. I mean, in the background, I mean, it's got a real beautiful, it's probably hard to see on this GoPro, but, uh, you know, Phoenix right now gr growing like crazy uh, off the backs of all that free Federal Reserve money. <sighs> it's just, it's just really frustrating talking about these things for so long and seeing like everything I warned about, you know, end up getting even worse. But at the end of the, but now more people are waking up. It's just, you know, up to all of us to help spread this information, to help, you know, steer people in the right direction, to encourage people to actually look into these things for themselves and not just, and, and really break out of that false left-right paradigm, which was the very first paragraph that I, like the phrase that I was using since 2016 when I started, you know, kind of going public with this stuff in terms of like trying to reach people. I always had like fake names and wasn't trying to get big. Not that I'm trying to get big. I was, I was you know, Walden Garden on my own Facebook for years of, you know, private account and people couldn't search for me, wasn't trying to do any of this stuff. And finally thought that, you know, we were close enough to World War Three you know, with Hillary getting in there that, you know, I thought it was worth, uh, worth a shot because you know yeah you can strike me down yeah you can take away my income and yeah that stuff you know has already happened but you know i've i've emerged stronger every time so you know it's a no weapon used against me shall prosper type attitude and do appreciate everybody appreciate you, know, you guys sticking through this with uh the crappy audio from the last two and hopefully this sounds a lot better because uh, if it doesn't you're not going to hear this because i'm gonna have to do it over again but anyways i really appreciate it everybody uh make sure you go to thelibertyadvisorshow.com sign up for that sign up for the email list because at the end of the month i am going to be uh you know sending out my old my my former client webinar the most recent one i've done that i think was the most important one i've ever done and for my clients like that is something they spend a lot of money to have access to now i'm not going to post a q a and they've got you know more things and you know it's now the information is going to be a month and a half old but it's still 
very important information. Like you could have gotten the information a month and a half, half ago if you were a client, but you know you aren't. So now you can get it a month and a half later. But it's still very important. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know we need people in the freedom movement to have money. So not not because they're rich, but because you know the more money you have, the more positive change you can make out there and the more time you have to then research a lot of this stuff and not just you know take it on face value and don't take anything i say on face value you should go and research everything yourselves but anyways that is the liberty advisor show.com sign up for the email list and at the end of the month i'll go and send out the uh client webinar which is super important it's about an hour and a half long it's you know one that is was really well researched it's not you know sort of off the cuff like like one of these ones and really sort of providing the battle plan for you know what's going on going forward but anyways thank you guys so much make sure you, if you're watching this on youtube that you're subscribed somewhere else and thank you guys so much peace out and talk to you later hey guys thanks for checking out our most recent video in addition to making videos i am also a financial advisor we do portfolio management for people and the track record is absolutely insane 2019 had almost all the gains of the S&P 500. 2020 had almost none of the losses. I mean, very few people can say that. Uh, when it comes to you know Bitcoin and blockchain, if you got in early, we have all sorts of strategies to help put you on a better path with different types of charitable trusts where you can help avoid uh, capital gains, get you know excess you know tax breaks on top of that. And if you don't want your money managed and you just want to you know have some in-depth planning, that is something that we can work on as well on a fee base basis so there's so many different things that we can do that no one else can i mean just look right behind us we've got you know the czar of jekyll island we've got the jekyll island club over here so you know i would just uh you know and this is, and if this is your first time checking out the channel please uh you know subscribe like the video and i'd really recommend that you don't actually just subscribe on uh, on youtube i'd recommend library.tv which is now kind of rebranded as odyssey check out the liberty advisor show for all the different places you can find us and anyways but please stay in touch because this is information that they do not want you knowing and again coming to you from jekyll island georgia from the red pill expo and hope to uh you know hope that you guys will be in touch take care